1: Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, August fourteenth. One preseason game for the Packers in the books. And uh, football is back. Gage, we've been talking about it, Jimmy and I, for the last couple of weeks. Football is back. Um, great to have you in today, Gage. I know you've been gone the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've missed you. And uh, great to have you back. And, you know, preseason football, it's you know, it's always kind of hard to judge um, what exactly you can take away from it. You know, and uh, I, I know you and I, we were talking before the show, Gage. Um, I know you didn't get a chance to actually see the game where you were at uh, living living here in Green Bay, obviously got the local broadcast of it. Um, it's fun to watch the Packers again. It's interesting to see some of these guys that, uh, you know, Jordan Love, obviously interesting to see where he's at. Romeo Dobbs, just with the way he's been in practice. Uh, it's good to just see it in, you know, game time footage now, but, you know, when we talk about the preseason gauge, I mean it's it you know, it's it's hard because ultimately it's real reps, it's live reps. You know, the rules are the same as if they were for a regular season game or a postseason game. Nothing changes other than the fact that, you know, you always hear the defenses play vanilla defense that they don't really show anything. And, you know, obviously you're having a lot of guys on the field that either don't make a 53-man roster or they do make a 53-man roster as a special teams guy. They're usually not contributing a whole, whole lot. Um, But, you know, it's one of those things Packer fans have a tendency to overreact. And uh, I know you said even though you weren't able to watch the game, you were following it on Twitter and you basically felt like you were watching the game anyway from all the tweets. Um, But, I mean, what is realistic to take away from preseason? How how should we be gauging what we're seeing on the field to what is – you know, reality? Because I mean, ultimately there are certain, there are many different things we can talk about. Jordan loves throw threw three interceptions last night. And as you and I talked about, you know, you could really argue two of them weren't really his fault. One was kind of a bad ball, but you know, and then he throws two touchdowns, which is great. But then how do we judge the level of defense that he's throwing against? So how do we balance what we see in preseason with kind of what reality expectations are um, moving into the regular season?
2: Well, first of all, it is good to be back. Uh, last week, I was out of town. The week before, my internet wouldn't cooperate for us to record. I had reset it a couple times. I was having conversations with you guys, no problem. I was able to do everything else that I wanted to do in my house, on my internet. But I couldn't – we couldn't record for whatever reason. But I'm glad to be back. There's basically two, two schools of thought here, I think. there is the There is the fan school of thought where everything you see in the preseason matters. I don't think that that's the proper way to handle things. I think that ultimately at the end of the day, there's either the everything matters or everything doesn't matter. And I think if kind of you kind of fall somewhere in the gray area, there are things that can happen during the preseason that you can be like, that's not good. Like we can visibly see a thing happen that we can all agree on. That's not a good thing. Like if your quarterback is making routine mistakes, like not able to get through reads, forcing balls where there's no receiver or just, Constantly making mistakes like that. You have running back can't see holes. You have offensive linemen just consistently losing. There's losing, and then there's, there's consistently losing. I'm more of the camp of some of the stuff that happened last night matters, and a lot of it doesn't because, I mean, you and I talked about it before we started. Danny Etling played the entire second half. He threw a total of – he had a total of eight passes. He got sacked once, so – nine, basically nine dropbacks realistically. And obviously like there might've been penalties or whatever to cancel stuff out, but eight, nine dropbacks that that's not going to happen. There's not going to be a game this year where Aaron Rodgers only has nine dropbacks in the second half, unless you are winning big. That is the, that's the only way that happens. So that's kind of where I'm like, eh, I got to take some of this with a grain of salt. It is nice to see little things like Romeo Dobbs having a, going three for 45, catching a touchdown. That's good to see. And people are like, well, why does that matter? But it doesn't matter otherwise. Okay. They were playing one-on-one man coverage that, that, that matters. That matters just like it does in practice. Just like it, it matters in a game because it showed Romeo Dobbs winning in one-on-one coverage. That is a good thing to see that he has the ability to do that. Was it Jalen? Was he beating Jalen Ramsey? No. But then again, was Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball? No, he was. it was Jordan Love. And Jordan Love made a decent throw for all the people on Twitter that want to sit here and say that, oh, well, Jordan Love's a backup quarterback. He should be able to make that throw. Do me a favor. Shove it. It, it doesn't matter. He made the throw. Romeo Dobbs made the throw or made the catch. There's Because guess what? There's guys that go for, out for NFL rosters that might be on NFL rosters that aren't going to place that ball because that is not an easy thing to do. For all the people that want to say, oh, that's an easy throw. He had you ha, you have to understand he has to throw it and make sure that he leads his guy enough but also doesn't run him out of the back of the end zone he also has to make sure he's puts it towards the sideline because the safety is coming over the top of that play he's got but he can't underthrow it because the corner's behind him so that that is for as easy as they made that throw look and it is a routine-ish throw for an NFL quarterback that's still not it's not uh that's not a softball that's not that's not an easy thing to do it still requires a certain level of talent finesse and just Something that something that the vast majority of people on this earth don't have. So, I think that some of the stuff that happened in the game last night matters. But I am also not going to sit here and say that every single snap mattered. It was good to see certain good things. It was good to see bad things because then you then that makes it a little more realistic because un, unless you're the the Saints, your guys aren't always going full out in practice. I mean, like the Saints are, they got fights every single day. Which personally. I think that the offensive lineman that's fighting everybody every day, the only reason people are fighting him is because they're mad they're losing. So, uh, but your guys go out and you can see, okay, this is stuff we need to work on in practice. And this is stuff that we don't because we know where we're at in this, in terms of this specific area.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things, too. I mean, you know, you want to take the good and weigh the bad. But I mean, we were all freaking out last week after week one or last year after week one of the regular season, got beat 38 to three. And, you know, I mean, ultimately that game was an anomaly. It, It, you know, nothing from that game actually held water for what the rest of the season was like. So it's just, it's always harder though in the preseason gauge just because you don't have the guys, you know, that you're normally used to seeing out there. Right. And it's always difficult to tell just because green Bay may have kept, you know, their quote unquote starters from last night, you know, Jordan love and um, you know, Romeo Dobbs, Danny Davis, uh, you know, Amari Rogers, you know, those quote unquote starters for the preseason just because they played till halftime. I don't know. Cause I don't know enough about uh, San Francisco's depth chart defensively to know when they were, you know, pulling their, you know, second strings in favor of their third and fourth strings, but it's, it's always, it's always a crap shoot. Obviously take it with a grain of salt. You know, I woke up this morning gauge. I didn't watch the fourth quarter of the game. I went to bed after the third quarter, I woke up, I saw they lost 28, 21 and I didn't care one bit because again, it's preseason. The games don't matter. Um, as far as win loss, obviously there's a lot to be gained from it, but you know, I guess, The simplest way to put it, Gage, is don't overreact, right? Would that be fair?
2: Yeah, don't overreact to the good. Don't overreact to the bad. That's why I said fall somewhere in the middle. That's ultimately where you should end up. I mean, some of the stuff that happens in the preseason matters. Some of the stuff that happens doesn't. A prime example of don't overreact is everybody thought after Zach Wilson's injury that he was done for the year. You wake up this morning at about, I think it was between 10, 11 o'clock, we get news it's just a bone bruise. He's still out two to four weeks, but that's not nearly as bad as out until uh, for the rest of the season. So, I mean, don't overreact. Just, just wait, just have patience. I understand that in the world that we live in, where all information is at our fingertips and we can get everything immediately. We can get food delivered to us. We can get our groceries delivered. We can look up any movie or TV show that has ever been out. Any song that you want, you can find immediately just have a little bit of patience, don't overreact one way or the other, just kind of just fall somewhere in the middle, relax, just take a deep breath and just move on. It's going to it's going to be all right. And until the games start to matter for the record, until the preseason games start to matter, like I I will say this, so Ravens are undefeated in the pre, in the preseason since like 2016, I believe it is. Yeah, they've
1: won like they the have last
2: not, 21 preseason games. Yep, and fun fact, they have not won a Super Bowl during any of those seasons. So as far as I'm concerned, the preseason doesn't matter. You're you're going to be okay. Just give it some time and just don't overreact to any one thing. I mean, if you want to overreact, be my guest. I'm not going to. I'm just going to be like, okay, cool. Stuff happened. Let's move on to next week. And then when week one happens and things happen, I still want to overreact because it's football. And these games, it's a long season. It's a long, there's a lot of time to go. <laughs>
1: Well, one thing, Gage, that I do want to talk about, just in in regards to the preseason, um, obviously there is you know good that be that can be taken away from it, in you know, namely one big thing is obviously Aaron Rodgers. We don't expect to play much at all this preseason, if at all, um, which is good for Jordan Love, who can get you know these real time game reps with with um, you know live defense, live tackling you know, everything of that sort. And just, I, I want to get your uh, your thoughts on one quick thing. I don't want to dive too much into Jordan Love and how he looked last night as much as one thing that I guess surprised me a little bit. So Jordan Love played the entirety of the first half, and then Danny Etling played the entirety of the second half, which is fine, uh, but it just, it strikes me as a little odd that, not that there's got to be a certain set that Jordan love has to play through, you know, X amount of drives or, you know, X amount of quarters, but obviously we know Aaron Rodgers isn't playing and, you know, Jordan love taken with a first round draft pick. There's kind of the idea that he, maybe he's the future. That's kind of, that was at least the plan with the pick, whether that actually turns out to be the case is, you know, something entirely different, but are you surprised at all? I guess I was surprised to see that he only played the first half. I figured he could have gotten more work in last night. And again, it's, you know, it's easy for me to sit here and say, oh, he should have played more. And I'm sure Matt LaFleur and his coaching staff had a reason for him only playing the first half. But were you surprised at all that he didn't play it at all during the second half? I figured I would have we would have seen him through the third quarter just because it's an opportunity for him to get all these reps. And considering that There was no preseason his rookie year because of COVID, and last year he missed a game due to an injury, so it's not like he's had a whole lot of reps to begin with, so I just figured it was a a better opportunity to get him more reps, but are you surprised at all that he only played the first half?
2: Nope, and I'm not because of one thing that you said at the very start of uh, that question. We don't expect Aaron Rodgers to play a lot in the preseason, if at all. If, if, Aaron, if week one came around and Aaron Rodgers played zero preseason snaps, I'd be like, okay, I, it doesn't matter. I'm not surprised because generally the way it has it always gone. It's gone one in week two, your start, your superstars don't play at all. It would, and then it'd be week three, which like, obviously now there's only three games instead of four. That's where your, your star, your starters would all play a quarter, a half, whatever. And then you'd be done And then week four of preseason would be nothing. It would be nobody that was. It was going to be no starters, nothing. Now, so, I mean, since there's only three games, like I said, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron doesn't play. I think that Aaron will probably get a quarter of play in that third game. Is probably my guess, but I mean, if he doesn't, I'm not going to be surprised. And Jordan Love will get a ton of reps. Jordan Love is get, going to get all of this time. There's because and that I think is still plenty because I, I mean, as you said. Danny Etling only played only through it had eight throws in the second half that he, he played the entire second half. You said, before we started recording the second half, you're just kind of like trying to run out the clock and trying to get it over with. So I would personally rather have Danny Etling taking those snaps than having Jordan love out there, taking those snaps. If I'm just trying to run out the clock, I'm not going to, I don't want to put Jordan love out there. Plus I'm also, I don't want to put Jordan love out there behind backup offensive lineman. That's not a shot at those guys. That's just, I don't want him I would rather him not get hurt and if I'm going to pull and I don't want to make my offensive linemen who have a long year ahead of them and a lot of them are probably already playing more snaps than they need to because David Bakhtiari is out Elden Jenkins is out you want to try and preserve those guys it's a long ruling year for big guys so if I'm going to pull my offensive lineman I'm going to pull my starting quarterback or my number 2 quarterback in that situation as well so that's kind of where I stand is If I'm pulling the offensive line, I'm going to pull Jordan Love as well. And I'll let Danny Etling and the other guys get some run because he's going to get plenty of snaps over these three weeks.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
3: That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: Fair enough, yeah. And I just, I figured it was just gonna be you know, the more reps, the better for him. But, uh, obviously he played the entire first half. He threw 24 passes, um, you know, had some good moments and, um, yeah, it'll be just interesting to see moving forward, you know, two more preseason games, uh, for Jordan Love to show what he can do. It's, I, I gotta say, Gage, it's a lot of fun to just have football back in general. You know, it, it's, it's, it, and I don't know about you, Gage. Well, first of all, how much preseason do you actually watch? Like. Because, like, I know for for me and my wife, like, during the regular season, like, we will Sunday, we'll watch the noon game, we'll watch the 325 game, we'll watch Sunday night football, and then we'll watch Monday night football, and we'll watch Thursday night football, regardless of who's playing. During the preseason, I find myself, like, I'm always watching Packer preseason, but, I mean, I didn't even make it through the entire game. Um, and some of these other teams that I, you know – that I, I'm not a fan of, like I'll jump in and out, but I'm not watching full games. How much preseason do you watch just kind of
2: as a whole? I'd be lying to you if I said I have watched any preseason thus far. I know that any other like between fantasy Twitter that I'm on and gambling Twitter and Packer Twitter and, and, and everything else I'm just, I, I'm speaking blasphemy now because I'm not watching. I I don't care. Okay. I don't care. These games don't matter. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't matter. They don't bother me at all. I have no desire to watch the games. It, anything that matters to me is going to be told to me whether I want it or not. As I told you, I was scrolling through Twitter tonight, so I knew what was happening. I was scrolling through. I knew what was happening in the Packer game. I could pay attention to what was happening in the other games because I follow people that are fans of every single team. I I knew what was going on in every game, and I didn't have to watch a single one of them because. There's there are better ways for me to use my time, in my opinion, than watching preseason games. I will let everybody else watch it. And if you watch and if you want to watch preseason games, be my guest. I'm not I'm not faulting anybody. It's the same reason why, Nick, when you tell like when you and I talk about. Yeah, no, I watch every I try to watch every game every week. And during the regular season, you watch the noon, the three twenty five, the Monday night, Sunday night and Thursday night. I try to watch even more than that. I'm trying to flip back and forth between games. So I'll be watching at noon. I'll be watching one, two or three games and just trying to flip around between all of them. Obviously when the Packer game is on, I'll put, I'll watch all of that one and have one other game that I'm paying attention to. But when there's only a couple games on and I'm trying to find the good games and I'm flipping between all those, I don't do the, re- I don't do the, the red zone thing where they're just like, you only see the highlights of the games. So that's I think that's dumb. I don't understand why people enjoy that. I mean, I like watching football and I like watching the entire context. I don't want to just see, Oh, guy scores a touchdown. Cool. I can watch SC, SC top 10. If I want to do that. I don't watch preseason. I don't, I could not tell you the last time I watched preseason games it, between the fact that green Bay, obviously that's the team that I support the most. They don't come in here. Um, and I'm not going to just, I'm not going to search it out. And then I don't care about the preseason for anybody else. Cause I don't need to know how well the fourth string wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars is doing. I just don't. So that's how much preseason I watch is none. Fair
1: enough. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's definitely hard to watch outside of Packer games. Like during the regular season, I grew up in Minnesota. So I have a strong disdain for the Vikings. So during the regular season, if they're on, I'll watch them just because obviously division opponent um, and I have a strong dislike for them. So it's easy to watch during the regular season, but As for as much as i watch them during the regular season, just to check in to see how they're doing. I don't, I don't care about their preseason games. I want to see what my team specifically is doing. Cause it is exciting to see some of these young guys that, you know, again, Romeo Dobbs, you know, Amari Rogers are these guys that are going to be contributing a lot this year. There's actually a good chance that they are. So it's kind of interesting to see what they can do, but I mean, yeah, if I can't even make it through four quarters of my own team's game, like I, you know, it's fun to have on in the background right now, but what makes watching sports fun, you know, I mean, again, like, does anybody watch preseason NBA? Does anybody watch spring training baseball? I, I mean, I assume- uh,
2: Well, spring training baseball is like the one thing I'll, I'll kind of push back on. Spring training baseball, I kind of, like, pay attention to a little bit. It may, but it's, oh, I know, it's, you're like, why do you pay attention to that and nothing else? Preseason or spring training baseball is just, it's a little different. It's a little different than anything else, but it also helps. I don't have a specific team. I root for in baseball. Like I want the Brewers to well, cause I'm from Wisconsin, but I don't have, I'm not like diehard Brewer fan, but no, what I was going to say though, I think Twitter is one of the main reasons why I don't watch preseason stuff. I can watch, I can find everything. I can see everything I want. I saw the Romeo Dobbs clip. I didn't even watch the game. I saw the Romeo Dobbs clip. I saw Mark Rogers touchdown. I saw Jordan loves interceptions. I saw everything I needed to see and I never, I didn't have to watch ESPN. I didn't have to go to the team website. I didn't have to read any articles. All I had to do was open my phone. Now you go back before Twitter existed. Yeah, no, I would, I watched a couple preseason games here and there. Whenever the ones that would come in, in, more, in where I'm at in Indiana, I would watch the green Bay preseason games. I wouldn't really watch any other team still, but i watched the green Bay ones. So I think that Twitter is a main reason why I don't pay attention to the preseason is all, like I said, all the relevant stuff I need to see, I will end up seeing.
1: Yeah, fair enough. But uh, yeah, it's, it's good to have football back though. Um, You know, even if you're, even if you're like Gage and you don't, uh, you don't watch a lot of preseason or any preseason at all, it's good to know that it's right around the corner. I mean, Gage, we are now less than 30 days away from Packers Vikings week one. Football is right around the corner. So um, obviously we'll keep you up to date on everything going on throughout the rest of camp and the rest of the preseason. They've got the, uh, the saints is it, I believe this coming Friday at Lambeau field. So that'll be another, just watch for Jordan love watch for Romeo Dobbs. I would, I, I would expect we're going to see about the exact same thing that we saw in San Francisco the other night at um, uh, That's what we'll see Friday. We'll see a lot of Jordan Love, Dobbs, Amari Rogers, Danny Davis in the first half, and then mm, people that you've never heard of that will be selling insurance in a couple of weeks in the second half. So, um, But keep it tuned right here. We'll keep you up to date on everything.
2: Man, you didn't have to do the guys that are going to get cut like that, that they're going to just be selling insurance in a couple weeks. That's tough, well, okay, man. They could well, make the practice squad. Jeez. Well, well okay. But this I isn't mean, the let's... NBA back when Michael Jordan played, dude. Come on. These guys but, do things other than just, like, play. they they, they play football, well, man. I, these are legit I, I, players. I, and it's nothing against selling insurance. You can make no, really no, no, good money no, 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 no. selling insurance. That's not the thing. No, no, no. no. I'm taking a shot. Like, you're, you're taking a shot at these guys that aren't going to make the team. Anyway. No, I will say, though. <laughs> for like for those that are going to watch the preseason game this is a good test for him to go against Dennis Allen is a is obviously the new head coach down in New Orleans he has a lot of similar tendencies to the other guy that we've seen Jordan Love go up against uh defensively in um uh what's the who what's the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs I'm drawing a blank at the moment Steve Spagnuolo is that's that it? the guy yes Steve Spagnuolo uh He likes to bring a lot of chaos. I don't know what type of – like I don't know what starters are going to play for the Saints, if they play any starters or not. Um, But it is a good matchup for him. Dennis Allen is one of the better defensive minds in the league, and he doesn't really get a lot of credit for it. I don't know how much success they're going to have as a team this year because I don't know about him as a head coach. But I know defensively they do have a lot of talent uh, on that roster. And so if they bring out some starters or if they just have a couple of their bigger-name guys out there playing – uh, it'll be a good test for Jordan Love. And if Jordan Love can look good in this game, then that would be the beacon where I'd be like, hey, pay attention to that. Good things happen. You guys all want to write off Jordan Love, but if he can play, just be competent on Friday against the Saints, that would be, I would be pretty thrilled about that. I'm Again, I'm not going to watch the game, but I will be paying attention to what's happening. Yeah, and they got joint practice
1: this week as well. That'll be interesting to see how that goes. There's usually... Uh by the end of the second day of practice, they're kind of sick of each other already. So that'll be, Oh yeah. No, the guy to
2: watch out for the saints have a guy already. He's there's a guy for the saints who has gotten into a scrap with pretty much everybody on the roster. He's gotten kicked out of practice once already. It's uh, it's their new, it's their new left tackle. I believe it or no Trevor Penning uh, rookie offensive tackle. He's gotten into it with Peyton or Peyton Turner, their first round pick last year. He's out of Northern Iowa. He's got into it with uh, three or four guys uh, in the last two weeks and gotten kicked. And they got two of them got pr- kicked out of practice one day because he got in a fight three straight days. And they were, and people are like, you shouldn't be taking it that serious. It's just practice. It's your own team, man. It's like, I don't know, man. I think he, people are just like, he, he's a hard nosed guy. He plays tough. So yeah, great. If there is not a fight this week between the two teams, I will be stunned. Honestly, Jair might, just get in a fight with michael thomas just by calling him slant boy on like every practice <laughs> rep and that wouldn't be at all surprising i'd be okay with it too oh and i uh, also can't forget quincy gardner johnson or chauncey gardner johnson he's i think that like there's no packer receiver that'll really buy or like bite on it but somebody could also just as easily lose their temper because he's one of the best at he's a proud member of the all church team
1: yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how practice goes this week. Obviously, we'll be keeping you up to date on anything, on anything, and everything. And uh, real quick, Gage, before we wrap up here, if people want to follow your work, get in touch with you, how can they do that?
2: As always, you can find me on Twitter at G-Bridge for the NFL. All of my uh, work, whether it's with Roto Baller or Dynasty Nerds or anywhere else, or that I may be working on Denver Stiffs, is all all the links to everything I work on will be on my Twitter.
1: All right. Awesome. And if you want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. I got some things coming up this season. I'm excited for, I may not be with you guys next week. Um, Wife is seven days away from her due date. So we'll see uh, just exactly when my child decides that he wants to come into the world. So depending on when he decides he wants to be here, um, I may or may not be here next week, but Gage and Jimmy will uh, entertain the masses next sunday for sure but uh thank you everybody so much for listening keep it tuned right here we'll keep you up to date on everything that's going on with the packers throughout the rest of camp and the rest of the preseason so with that being said thank you so much for listening everyone and as always go pack go